than we ever thought possible. How big is that thing? It was the largest shark that ever existed. A living fossil. Thought to have been extinct for over two million years. Wrong. Megalodon. He's kidding, right? special bonus episode of the kicking and streaming podcast with your two hosts john lake and kevin hill and might i introduce myself while we're at it i'm steve kernick guest episode of the podcast happy to have you steve welcome roommate steve got to do the intro That's today the first guest intro we've done yeah congratulations how'd man. i do how'd i do it was good it was really good fantastic I mean, you, you know, you're, you're the worst, but you're also the best. <laughs> so you're the only one. Set the bar low. Yeah, you, you stand on your own. Mm-hmm. You're, you, you're set out from the crowd. <laughs> um, it's a small crowd. You're a diamond in the rough. <laughs> you're a needle in the haystack. There you go. Uh, we watched a movie oh, two oh, nights ago. D- we're just jumping right into it then. I'm I'm excited, man. I'm excited <laughs> about it. I've been uh, marinating on it a little bit the past two days, thinking a lot about Jason Statham and um, poorly written <laughs> secondary characters, and mm-hmm. yeah. you know, all manner of good things like that. So, Johnny, what movie did we see? We, oh, <laughs> I forgot. I didn't even say the name. We saw The Meg, mm-hmm. which is a a shark. Action movie, blockbuster, summer blockbuster, summer blockbuster, summer blockbuster, summer blockbuster for shark sure. monster movie, co-American and Chinese film companies production, which we'll get into. Oh, will mm-hmm. we? Oh, oh yes, that's great. I'm excited. But um, uh, but starring it, Jason yeah. Statham, mm-hmm. and with so much, so many a who's who of I think <laughs> I've seen that person before. Well, there's one f- person for sure that stands out from the rest, just like Steve, <laughs> and it's Rain Wilson. <laughs> oh, I did not think you were going to say Rain Wilson. <laughs> I thought you were going to say uh, 
a current uh, six character of the movie podcast nominee. Oh, oh, Ruby Rose. Ruby Rose, Ruby Rose. which we'll get into. <laughs> How many things do we have to get into, Kevin? I ha- I have a lot on the list for us to check Number off and of talk things about. At the bottom of the list to get to. I've prepared a list in my head that will we will not get to about 30 minutes into the podcast when we're just cracking jokes and making fun of uh <laughs> We're going to get through items one, two, (laughs) maybe three. Yeah. Of the 12 that I've been like, we definitely need to mention this on this episode. We should say, first of all, this is the return of the shark crew. Yes. Yeah, this is is the Amity Island Yacht Club. (laughs) (laughs) Reviewing the movie The Meg. Uh, Picking apart. Last time time we were all together, we watched Jaws 4. Colon or semicolon? Was that Jaws 4 or Jaws 3? It was Jaws 4. Jaws 4. Jaws 4, colon. Colon. The Revenge. Colon, The Revenge. Mm-hmm. And Wait, was it The Revenge? Yeah, it was. Okay. Yes. I've actually, you know, I've actually read a lot about that fourth Jaws movie, read and heard, mm-hmm. ever since we did that podcast. It feels very serendipitous. Confirmation bias. It, <laughs> you know what, Steve? <laughs> I don't know why we brought you on this fucking podcast. <laughs> it's just because I picked the movie. Yeah, you see, <laughs> shit. Steve was pretty. Steve, you were pretty adamant to see the Meg. I was excited about it from the moment I saw the preview. Okay, what so was it? All right, so so let's let's explore that. <laughs> let's explore that a little bit. What was it about the preview that that brought you in? Man, I mean, I'm I, I'm just I'm always down for a shark movie. So like that, just can be said um but i mean time setting like summertime ready for like a good action movie for sure um you know sharks again and jason statham i mean you know not not vin diesel but a a worthy (laughs) replacement he's a rich man's vin diesel here's one of the things on my list vin diesel yeah where is vin or sorry where's jason statham (laughs) In the terms of acting ability, mm. action star visibility, and like, like how much do you think he was paid for this? <laughs> in the pantheon of bald action stars. Yes. <laughs> Where is he? Rock, Vin, Jason. Isn't Jean-Claude Van Damme? Jean-Claude Van Damme. He's got to be bald. He's definitely bald by now. Arnold doesn't have much hair no. either, I don't think. <laughs> he's actually, I don't know. He's <laughs> Tom Cruise still has the hair, but... Th- there's probably a something he's being injected with yeah. to keep that hair. <laughs> Let's go through the cast of the Expendables. <laughs> Randy Couture. <laughs> I don't. E- I don't even know who that, that is. is. A who's who of John buff Cena? Ball men. John Cena. John Cena. John Cena is going to be the Rock in five years. <laughs> he's I going to be the he new was rock. the Rock ten years ago. No, what the Rock is now. He tried to be the Rock ten years ago. It was too soon for the Cena. He has now come back via comedy, which I think he is great in. He is. And he's doing like a lot of like supporting, you know, scene stealing roles in comedies. He's better than The Rock at comedy, I think. We he's forgive good. The Rock for a lot. <laughs> <laughs> we do. You're this, right. This I mean, you know, you want to hear you want to hear the movies he's done recently? Yes. Cuz I know where I know them. <laughs> Sam. Rampage. 
Yep. Uh, um, Jumanji. Which Ooh. is good. Is it? It apparently is quite funny. I've been meaning to watch it. It's on like uh, premium networks. Um, obviously, Skyscraper. <laughs> <laughs> and Ballers, like every year with HBO. Yeah. Like I see all the movies he's in, and, I'm, and then we see the trailers for Ballers when we watch other shows that aren't Ballers. And I just think like, when does this guy have time to film Ballers? <laughs> I know. It's crazy. <laughs> and when, work out. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently it's he fasts. That's what Facebook told me. He's a faster. And he's got like yeah. a, a cousin three years younger than him. <laughs> looks almost exactly the same and does all his stunts. <laughs> so, wait, he, he has all this time to work out and shoot a lot of films because he doesn't have time to eat. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't eat. <laughs> That's why. <laughs> okay. Roger yeah. that. I don't think The Rock like is like, I think I should meal prep for the week. Like he isn't spending like three hours <laughs> can, to make can, can rice you and smell? ground beef and veggies. <laughs> can you smell what The Rock work. is cooking? No, because he's not eating. No. <laughs> okay. It's a lot of saltines yeah. in between uh, filming scenes. <laughs> you are right though, Kevin. We do forgive, forgive The Rock for a lot. Honestly, the guy- He's charming though. Yes. That's the thing. He's like Miley Cyrus. And I think he has a reputation, which is earned, of being an earnestly nice guy. Mm, I, I believe that he is. But, like, we forgive him for all these, like, 42% Rotten Tomatoes films he's in. Right. And it's all based on charisma. Now, j- does Jason Statham have that same level of charisma? Well, uh, no. <laughs> 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 this is a binary answer. Yeah. No. No, certainly not. But... Does that I kill his acting like, was chops I, or ability? I don't think so. Mm-hmm. I think he I, he is almost the most perfect version of himself in this movie. Yeah, and, and I do I do feel like he's a decent actor. He's not a I bad mean, actor. Okay, yeah. so I was thinking about this with the Meg, which we will get into he the was plot in Snatch. soon. Snatch is a great movie, I, although I don't know if he had to act very hard in Snatch. No, no one really had to act no hard in really Snatch. <laughs> <laughs> that was just a, a, a crazy group of guys. In the Meg, I don't think any one actor ruined the movie. But I think well, as a group, <laughs> they ruined the movie. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. It's like... <laughs> It's like you, you, there was never one kill shot. It was just like by the end you were walking and you only had like an arm left and like <laughs> one of your legs was cut off below the knee and you're like, how did it get like this? <laughs> the shark never fully consumed it's you. It's like addiction. But it took yeah. a lot of small bites. Jesus. <laughs> it's like Jesus. Yeah. yeah. Suddenly you it's wake up and you go, oh, how did I get here? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, man. It, okay. Okay. So. Let's let's start from the beginning. Okay. The Meg came out two weeks ago. It is a... Right at the end of Shark Week. Right, right? at the end of Shark Week. Okay. Which, perfect timing. Mm-hmm. It is an American-Chinese huge budget. The budget will astound you. Co-production, American and uh, Chinese film companies, directed by it, John Turtletop. Let it me is guess, in, let me guess, let me guess. Mm-hmm. The budget? Yeah. Yeah. Do, when I, was I interrupting something? Do you no, not at all. Okay. We, we'll get to what the movie is <laughs> in a bit. The budget was $530 million. <laughs> it was half a billion dollars. <laughs> okay, maybe not that much. <laughs> More than half a billion dollars. 
<laughs> to animate the shit out of that shark. <laughs> That's what I'm saying, man. <laughs> All the fake blood at the end. <laughs> How much did they have to pay Jason Statham? How much did they have to pay Rain Wilson? How much did they have to pay the people who made that practical effect shark that was <laughs> the Megalodon? That was crazy. Yeah. Okay, oh. what's your actual guess? A hundred million dollars. <laughs> Steve? <laughs> oh, I, I read the Wikipedia article <laughs> too, so. <laughs> so the budget was estimated. There was no official release between 130 and 178 million dollars. And that doesn't that doesn't include the advertising number, does it? No. No. So the rule high. is high. is that you double the budget and that's what the movie has to make in order to be in the clear, to make money. Right. Right. Because usually the advertising budget, believe it or not, is double of what the production budget was. Wow. You got to s- you got to have those subway posters, those aren't cheap. Right. And you got to have those ads during every single freaking sports event. If you want to take the ad space that that cool hip new erectile dysfunction tablets have in Bedford Avenue, you're going to have to pay a lot of money for it. You have to pay through the nose for it. If you want to be the tiny, thin posters that are above the railings in the subway cars (laughs) that are reserved for mattress startups. (laughs) Shout out to Casper. You got to have. Street Easy has been killing it lately, though. Yeah, you got to have. Even uh, seamless. Uh, yeah. Wow, those ads are creative. <laughs> seamless and street easy, really, really laying it down lately. You know what? I like the ones at ski resorts when you pull down the bar and there's like a little plastic thing in front of you. Oh, that's just they have ads at ski resorts. Yeah, on that, the plastic that's bars. Been, that's been going on for like at least ten years. But like, how big are these bars? Um, I don't know, half a foot, like six inches around. And what? Like they're not, just they're, not, they're, they're for like bars. local Vermont law firms. <laughs> No joke, yes. Absolutely. Like McConnell and <laughs> Mitchelson. <laughs> McConnell and Smith. For when you injure yourself on the slope, we, can sue the, law. we yeah. can sue the slope. Personal injury. <laughs> Personal injury attorneys. So it's just the Meg on one side of the bar, and then when you pull it up, you see yeah. a law firm advertisement. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So the Meg. <laughs> right. Cool. So they spent a lot of money on the $150 million, <laughs> let's say. Jeez. For... Based on a book by an author who we don't know. That's not J.K. Rowling. How, or how does the Dan book even Brown. work? Yeah. The, what do you just say? The, I think the, I don't know. The, the book. huge shark turned sharply again. <laughs> <laughs> how many times did the, did the huge shark turn right in the in the? They saw the dorsal the fin. I swear you. to God, every time it turned sharply to come right towards someone, yeah. it was turning to its right. Yeah, like <laughs> the I swear to God, right it was. Turns. Like I've seen. It only makes right turns. <laughs> I saw tractor trailers. I've seen like them like try to do like U turns and turns. Uh huh. I was stunned how quickly this. Uh, oh, it cornered. It was it cornered better than like a Mercedes SL four fifty. <laughs> yeah, it drifted like it was in a Fast and Furious movie. Like it would just be like screw at handling. Like a skinny U turn, yeah. the shark would make <laughs> just to eat Jason Statham. It was like sixty meters long, right? No, mm-hmm. no way could it do that. It was just seventy five. Seventy five. Seventy five. A hundred. I'm telling you, it was, that was the best Jason Statham <laughs> character we could have gotten. Okay, so basically, the Meg, the Meg is this movie directed by John Turtletop, starring Jason Statham. Jason Statham is a diver, and the first scene of the movie is him 
trying to rescue people in a submarine below 11,000 feet. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't save two of his friends. That's right. Now, I thought this opening scene was c- kind of hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> it was. Because it, it, it surprised me a bit because there's the one character played by, uh, I believe, Robert Taylor. And he was the, the doctor. The doc- yeah, the doc character. Mm-hmm. And it was so funny because he, he is like an older 50s white man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he had the exact look of a character who would say, leave those two behind. Let's get out of here. That's right. <laughs> You're <laughs> Just right. Just a red-faced. He, like <laughs> he had the yeah. ones where it's like, we got to save ourselves. Yeah. And yet... The doctor We're not gonna make it. was the one who was like, you left the your two friends behind, you son of a bitch. Yeah, he's like, he like really gave it to him. He's like, yeah. you coward. Over time, too. Yeah. He, he didn't relent right mm-hmm. away. He did not relent. So should we get into the supporting cast? Well, should we run through the, the, the plot of the movie without and, and then go back into the cast? Yeah, okay. Okay. So... They do the opening sequence, and then it cuts later, uh, like present day, to the billionaire CEO of some parent shell company. A.K.A. Rain Wilson. Rain Wilson. A.K.A. Elon Musk. (laughs) Billionaire Jack Morris. Were you guys getting Elon Musk vibes from Rain Wilson? Of course. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's because we... We we are made to look at the Rain Wilson character and laugh, mm-hmm. and we kind of now know that Elon Musk is maybe not someone worth admiration mm. anymore. Yeah. Uh. So yes, beca- I think because of that, even more so, it's like looked at as a joke. He's like, well, a, he comes, he's a char- he comes he's in, a char- lands in a now. helicopter. He's wearing Jordans and a like a suit or a big you know expensive jacket. He's doing. He lo- he looks funny. He's doing what is the tech bro billionaire millionaire stereotypical look which is nowadays apparently if you have a character in a movie or tv show that uh you know is a big tech ceo or something they are wearing a graphic t-shirt and then a blazer on top of that graphic (laughs) t-shirt that is apparently the look of like rich silicon valley grunge yeah (laughs) that's like the yeah i know i should put on a suit but I'm going to put on this anime graphic t-shirt <laughs> underneath to show I'm cool. <laughs> yeah. This is a Basquiat print. I'm still young. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Still got it. So he gets off the helicopter, and then we get this golden moment of comedy. <laughs> uh, you mean with the language barrier thing? Yeah. That was truly awful. Mm-hmm. I thought, I, I overall, spoiler alert, I kind of enjoyed the movie, though I'm going to, you know, it was. I know it was, like, not good. Um. But this made me worry. This scene, <laughs> right when Rain Wilson got to this like research station, I was like, "Oh no, what it, what are, what are we about oh. to watch?" <laughs> Luckily, it gets better, <laughs> and then gets worse. <laughs> I don't know. Track. Um, this this is this is an epidemic though in movies where they think where it's like a miscommunication or awkward moment in itself is funny. And and you still have to earn that comedy. Yeah. You can't just be like, oh, these four people don't know what to say to each other. It's kind of weird. That doesn't warrant, like, laughs. Yeah, that's not, that's that's, not funny. It's a cheesy way to get laughs. Yeah. 
friendly people where it's like, oh, wow, these people are just meeting each other. It's awkward. Yeah, meeting new people is awkward. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's pretty it's fucking awkward, especially when you don't speak the same language yeah. primarily. Talking to, like, a, you know, a woman on this vessel and her four-year-old. Mm-hmm. And it's like the four-year-old is the one translating. The one good thing it does, though, is setting up the four-year-old as, like, kind of a fun, um, almost, like, Cupid character, but like a character just like floating around and like making things happen. Yeah, and I like mean, being like being almost like a kind of angelic uh, avatar for each of the characters that interact with her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she was v- <clears throat> definitely a high part of the movie. But can we talk about what the fudge was an eight-year-old doing on a research vessel yeah, two hundred miles smart. off the Chinese mainland? <laughs> like, was it school time? Shouldn't she have been like oh, summer, right. dude? Summer blockbuster. Summer blockbuster. It's a documentary, right? Summertime. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I didn't like the documentary aspect of it, but it was. So, so Rain Wilson, Jack Morris shows up and meets Doctor Zhang and um, Su Yin, which, Zhang, which his is daughter. our Chinese and female lead counterpart. Yes. Um, they are, they walk right into like a mission, uh, going down to an even deeper part of the Marianas Trench. Yes. I love the pseudoscience yeah. of like, you <laughs> sort of know the term Marianas Trench, don't you? Yeah. But do you know what's below the Marianas Trench? It's, <laughs> it was very disingenuous <laughs> and completely in bad faith. Yeah. I, I had, I, for some dumb reason, I thought that this movie would try to be like interstellar a little, where it's like <laughs> trying to be, it's just making an effort to be scientifically accurate. Right. And then, like, the movie happened, yeah. and a helicopter was flying 200 miles off the Chinese mainland. Yeah, that I, can't work, right? No. Like, I, helicopters can't fly 200 miles, can they? I don't know. I think they can. That's a long helicopter ride, though. Right. And then they, like, take some sort of elevator down into this, you know, sea lair fortress thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the sea lab. The sea lab. And it was literally like, that, like <laughs> Rain Wilson Mono had commissioned or something. The, yeah. He, he put all the money into it. $15 million or something. Like I like. thought it was, like, $1.8 billion or something. Oh. Some arbitrarily high amount of money. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. I like, though, how they went for, like, literal, like you said, C-Lab. Like, <laughs> it was partially like the, yeah, you know, clear glass. It's oceans that way. Come <laughs> on, walk through these hallways. <laughs> We're in a C-Lab. Yeah. That was, I don't know. I was a little bit, like, kind of, oh, cool. But, I, their that con- scene. but their control room was so small. Yeah, it was Because tiny. they walk into the control room, and it's, like, Two desks, and everyone is, like, Everyone's cramped next yeah. to each other. <laughs> yeah. There wasn't a huge staff. No. For some reason, I was, no, I was like, imagining nine people. Be, yeah. It's, like, a really Running robust. Like a multi-billion dollar facility. <laughs> yeah. Just yeah. makes sense. What is everyone getting paid? God dang. Right. You want to know what's great, too? Mm-hmm. So, so the mission they walk right into uh, is run by Jason Statham's ex-wife, Lori. Oh, can, can we say Wh- something about Lori? What's that? About she Lori. was basically Abby Cornish, but they couldn't get Abby Cornish. Oh, 
Oh, come on. I'm going to say it. That's not nice. I think the Loy role was cut in post-production pretty Cornish. hard. Oh, really? I'm just guessing that. Do, do you think do, how do you think there were a lot of rewrites for this movie? Well, it was ba- it was based on the book. I mean, okay, but so what do you think was changed if you had to guess? I wouldn't say this movie was rewritten. I think it was re-edited. We'll, we, well, let's get to that later. Okay. But, yeah, continue. Um, along the ride with Lori are engineers Toshi and The Wall. Hmm? Now, his really? name is The Wall. It's very Game of Thrones. I, I swear, during <laughs> the movie, it is, right? During the movie, I swear, I thought they were saying, like, Duol or like <laughs> I heard Luol too. or something <laughs> yeah, like that. Is this the part heavyweight Scandinavian man? Yes. Yeah. Okay. His name's The Wall? His li- literally The Wall. Is he like a wrestler in real life? The actor? I don't know. That's The, his, the Wall is his, char- his character's name. His name is Olafur Dari Olafsson. That makes sense. That sounds Scandinavian. Yeah. Okay. So yes, they're so they're they're in the they're in the one submarine that is below the Marianas Trench bottom. Yeah, they just go through some like just jelly and they yeah. emerge below. Mm-hmm. It was jelly. The thermal climb. And what were they doing down there? They wanted to find a deeper part of the ocean. <laughs> just going deep, <laughs> looking for a pass from they're Eli. Just ready for insertion. <laughs> oh yes. <laughs> Making a football that, reference. That joke in our theater landed, and I was like, oh, we're in a good theater. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, this we, is going to be good. There were people talking through we, the entire movie. We, we should call out we were in a great theater. We for were in movie. a really was, good theater. It we, was, we, I don't know if it was great theater, but it was an active theater. <laughs> <laughs> there was both little kids being like, and there was also people being like, get out of the way. It's like, oh, no, they didn't. I heard that once, at least once. There was the one part where there was one lady during a sexual tension scene who just went, she going to take his pants off. No, no. Did you actually hear that? Uh, oh, I don't think awesome. so. It's just still a PG-13, right? Yeah. The moment in the movie when I was like, okay, I know I'm enjoying this and I'm like here for it now uh, <laughs> was at one point after their uh, – should, should we keep jumping ahead in, in the in – the Yeah, we'll get back to the plot, plot when we okay. can. Yeah. <laughs> but at one point, the Dr. Zhang character, like the mm-hmm. the – elderly father character just goes <laughs> they've shown that they're not friendly towards boats <laughs> <laughs> and like thank you a, captain there obvious a, there was a couple behind us that just <laughs> blew up with laughter <laughs> and i it was contagious and it just got ugh, it was really good it got me shown that, that was the one thing is it's shown that it's not friendly with the boats yeah. <laughs> it's like what <laughs> who's not friendly to boats also it 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 basically was trying to do like um instead of it being like scientific like the shark is attracted to this the amount of times they were like 
turn off your lights. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> About like, everything. Just don't move. Turn off the lights. <laughs> the, the shark's just attracted to everything. Yeah, the shark's like swimming, people oh, looking sh- like they're uh, struggling, yeah. lights. Mm-hmm. Everything. Yeah. Small dogs they were in like, the water. Swim slowly. Swim quick, quickly. <laughs> like it didn't matter what you did. It no matter what, it always attracted the megalodon to well, you. I I think this might be another result of Kevin. What you were saying was like a lot of editing. Um, is the movie being like somewhat suspenseful and like actually pretty good and and like thrilling mm-hmm. for like the first twenty five minutes. Yes. And eventually it just shows the Megalodon. And mm-hmm. at that point it's just like, okay, that's, that's, that's it. That's, that's your Trump card. And then they just keep playing it. So, yeah. yeah. So I want to talk about that because the, the history with Jaws, if you don't know, is that initially the shark was supposed to show up like all the time mm-hmm. in Jaws, but Steven Spielberg and the crew couldn't get the shark to work. Yep. So they had to work around it. And that's why you don't get the reveal of the shark until the end, because that's when they could fix it, and they could actually show the shark. Mm-hmm. And so that's where the suspense of Jaws comes in. That's what makes Jaws great. What happens is I feel like with these movies where it's a shark, you can either show the shark immediately or not show the shark until like the third act. Mm-hmm. And I was kind of impressed with the beginning of this movie being like, we're not going to show the shark. It just shows like bite marks and like yeah, know, blips on a radar and like things getting hit. And that's where I think, I think that's what this movie was initially was. I think it was more of an, a James Cameron, the abyss tribute, more of like a, there's something out there type of suspenseful movie. I like that. Yeah. And I think biggest evidence of that is in the first 45 minutes or the first 30 minutes where it's the crew is down there initially our initial crew of Lori the wall and Toshi Toshi. and then that's when I need to get Jason Statham because they're trapped down there and that's when I was kind of like okay we're in a time crunch you know losing air this is suspenseful okay this isn't this isn't bad but then of course (laughs) but and then Jason Statham showed up yes I I will I will give him credit for this though, um, because I uh, so my my take on the movie's sort of timeline and it's like climax and and rising action stuff was the movie to me kind of pure it had a pyramid structure it was mm-hmm. started out really kind of poor, kind of built some momentum through the sort of when they dive down into the trench and you you know you start to get the shark a little bit, and then it climaxed around that first sort of scene where. You know they're up. Um, they they like faux catch the shark, mm-hmm. and that was all of that. I was like cool with it. Was like it was a great shark movie up to that point. So we should say we're heading to spoilers here. So yeah, this is the point. Is we will say a sea of spoilers. Yes, this we're heading into the uh, Mariana's trench of spoilers. Honestly, I don't know what you're doing listening to this podcast right now, this far in. If you haven't watched the movie, so people are getting amped up. For so this. yeah, if you haven't seen the movie though, there's one megalodon that's about twenty five meters. Well, it, and that's that's another thing that I. They, you know, we're talking about they didn't show the shark too much in the first half. And then they kind of, you know, then there's like the cool scene where it bites the glass. Mm-hmm. But I would have appreciated from that point 
more scale for the shark because I think that's what could have differentiated this movie so well is if you took this massive shark that's supposedly Mm -hmm. so much bigger than Jaws and really blew the thing up and like gave it that that the respect you know as as this megalodon shark it's not it's no longer a great white it's now this like 80 foot like humongous blue whale so so instead of the fake out with the initial like 25 meter shark until the reveal of like the 100 meter shark the big one yeah we don't know the sizes i'm just kind of guessing here you kind of wish it was more they were dealing with a 100 meter megalodon from the beginning i just yeah interesting you know you you want to see it like being way bigger than the boat and like in the in the like movie uh, poster there's like that really cool one of like the boat and then the sharks underneath it and it looks like it's just gonna come up and swallow the whole boat yeah I, you know like that to me that was what i was expecting when i when i saw this trailer i was like oh, let's see this absolutely effing massive shark take on jason statham and okay you know but how can you how can you even consider it being a fair fight between Jason Statham and a hundred meter shark. That's one thing I kind of, I have to admit, I kind of liked when they're like, let's go after this son of a bitch. Like, I kind of liked that they took the boat out. I thought they were idiots for chasing after the shark. Mm -hmm. But I like how they, I kind of liked how they're like, we need to track this thing. We need to kind of take it out and control it ourselves. We caused it. Let's take care of it. We know how to take care of it. We have the means to take care of the shark. Let's put a tracker on the fin. Yeah. Which was just like, it's like, okay, yeah, sure. Right, right, Rain Wilson. This, this movie bothered me because, I don't know if you guys noticed it, it would call itself out on its bullshit and then try to uh, make fun of its bullshit but still indulge in the bullshit. Mm. Do you guys get what I'm saying? Can you say it again? So it, so it would like call out the shark movie trope bullshit. And then do that bullshit and indulge in the bullshit. So they're like, how are we going to find the shark? Oh, guys, haven't you seen Shark Week? Let's just send a, let's shoot it with a tracker. <laughs> and then they go shoot it with a tracker. They literally do, yeah. You get what I'm saying? That was happening throughout the movie. Char- character who's black can't swim. Yeah. Hey, you're a character who's black who can't swim? Yeah, I'm a character who's black who can't and can't swim. That was, it was just like, that's when I was like, oh. Guys, you can't be meta and then do the meta thing. Yeah, well, we don't have any better ideas. So. <laughs> Pretty much. I think that's yeah. like what they got down to. They were like, okay, we know how the <laughs> beginning is going to start, and we know how it's all going to end, but what do we do in this middle part? Right. This is why cliches exist. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. So for me, yeah, I I liked the first half of the movie. I thought they were I thought they were gonna do something really interesting with it, and then it it just fizzled the the app out. It just was downhill from there. Mm-hmm. Kevin, do you agree? Oh yeah, the second half is complete garbage, and it became so much garbage I started laughing semi hysterically at it. <laughs> You were laughing pretty hysterically in the beginning to it at, at some points. <laughs> I, <laughs> I was just kind of like, here we go. And I think I was giddy from the here we go. And then I kind of mellowed out. And then I got to that 20 minutes longer than it shouldn't have been moment. Mm-hmm. And I just started laughing. Mm-hmm. But let's not skip too far ahead to the ending. Um, 
D- was there anything from the characters from the middle part where they're catching the first Megalodon that stuck out with you, remained with you? The daughter wasn't on the ship that goes out looking for the Megalodon, was she? Yeah, she was. Cause she was in the shark cage. No, no, no. Uh, I mean, I mean the, okay, so the granddaughter, though. No. Okay. I mean, it kind of baffles me that they'd put someone down in a shark cage with in the water with a 60-foot shark. 60-foot shack. 60-foot shack. shack. Yeah, and they were, like, just talking about the, you know, the potential pressure that it could withstand. And the whole time I was thinking, well, this shark is going to, like, snap the cage. Like, that's just going to happen. Mm-hmm. They have no idea. They've never seen a Megalodon before, let alone tested its bite pressure. They didn't have any idea. I mean... It was baffling. Put her in a shark cage. Yeah. But the thing, I mean, it sort of held up, I guess. It wasn't really that what broke it. There is one thing that's completely separate from the movie that we could talk about. Mm -hmm. But we could talk about that at the end. And I don't know if you know what I'm talking about. I know what you're talking about. Should we talk about that? Let's say that for the end. Okay. Take a break after the Meg and then jump into that. Okay. But, uh,. So I like the point. Was that a fart? No, that was a foot on a <laughs> leather couch. <laughs> oh, sorry. Either foot on I normally couch. I wouldn't ask while we were podcasting, but that was just so loud and powerful. I would have been blown away. Uh, <laughs> ha. <laughs> ha. Didn't even mean that. Rain Wilson, after finding out that there's a second Megalodon and that it's killed m- half their people. <laughs> lies to the entire crew and goes, I've alerted all the local authorities. <laughs> Everyone knows about it and we're going to solve this. <laughs> and then <laughs> at nightfall goes out and makes bootleg depth charges to go <laughs> kill it. <laughs> and then ends up blowing up a whale by accident. Yeah, that was... And then gets eaten. <laughs> really top-notch arc. And and yeah. once again, takes out the tiniest of boats <laughs> yeah. out onto the water. Like a little 15-foot Boston whaler. Yeah. Like, how did that get 200 miles off the <laughs> Chinese mainland? He was in, like, a boat that goes, like, max 40 miles per hour. It was... It was... Okay, and his character was so bad. Because you either have that character be, like, a thrill seeker... Or a scaredy cat. And he was both. <laughs> he was like, I really love the thrill of this action, but I'm going to stand, stay behind and like let people handle it. You know? Do you think Rain Wilson was the, was the number one like hope for that role? Do you think that role was written for R- Rain Wilson? No. I don't, but <sighs> I don't know what they were going for with the role. That role did baffle me the most. Yeah, it was probably the only only single like not at all likable character. Yeah, in the whole thing, which is weird because you have the connotations of him from The Office, mm-hmm. right? And so you think he would be the easiest character to like like because you're like, oh, it's it's you know actor who played Dwight. True. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Should we talk about the supporting cast now? Let's go through the supporting cast. And just do quick thoughts. Okay. Have we talked enough about Rain Wilson? Yes. Okay. Uh, Lee Bingbing as Suyin Zhang. What do we think? 
I mean, pretty, pretty good. I mean, she was solid performance. Um, I, you know, didn't really an blow interesting you contrast. away with anything though, right? No. Like there was no moments that it was like, oh, that was. I mean, the really the good acting, or that the was the banter that they wrote for her and Jason Statham's character. Pr- not bad, Jonas Taylor. You know, I, th- I was entertained by it. Um, and, I agree. And again, having the the granddaughter be sort of a a mitigator between the two was kind of kind of a fun. Yeah. Methodology. I see. Um, so, Kevin, what do you think? Um, yeah, what do you think? I thought she was fine. I I I kept wondering the entire movie, like, what is a comparable, uh, you know, Hollywood actress to her? And I was struggling to think of one. Um, I don't know if you guys had any thoughts of like what you thought like she could be similar to, if she was cast as a white Hollywood lady. <laughs> Oh, we're saying that's a, that we're we're putting a white actress in that role. It doesn't no, it doesn't like. Like not, not doesn't have to make be that. Thing, just like right. not, just like I was like, is she like the Julia Roberts uh, of, of Asian Ch- actresses <laughs> of Chinese uh. film industry, or is she like the, I don't know, a female counterpart to you know kinda, Jason Statham? Yeah, I had no idea, but she was fine. Smart, she was quirky, good. Like. Yeah, I don't know if there was really that much to be done in the way of, like, great acting performances. No. I think achievement in this movie might just be, like, uh, not having any stupid moments <laughs> and, like, not being an annoying character. Who we'll so get to later. <laughs> moving on to probably the next strongest supporting character, Ruby Rose as Jax Hurd. Lover. Kev, Lover. tell me what you think. I just think she she she's she's a great actress, uh, surprisingly enough. Mm-hmm. And she's one of those actresses that can get away on like a smirk and quirky like dialogue. True. Uh got to say though, I don't know if you guys heard about this issue with Ruby Rose, but she was uh just cast as Batwoman in a CW TV series. Really? And uh Batwoman in the comics currently is lesbian. And she has come out as gender fluid and of course what do you think's happened? Um, people have said, "Oh, that's only be- they only hired her because of that, or something like that." Uh, actually, no, she's not lesbian enough for the role. Uh, on really? Twitter, yep. Oof. Twitter fans of the CW superhero series are the <laughs> biggest pieces of shit on the internet, mm-hmm. next to white nationals, of course. <laughs> Those people care far too freaking much about. Sh- those shows. CW shows? Yeah, like, I've never seen an episode of Green Arrow or The Flash. But <laughs> Wait, I those s- are shows on the CW? Yeah. But wait, I so s- are we talking superhero fans or oh, fans of the network, the CW? We're talking LGBTQ CW superhero show fans who are like, she's not lesbian enough for... It. It's just... We're well, t- Gal, yeah. Gal, Gad- Gal Gadot is, uh, yeah. is not lesbian. So... Yeah. Uh, well, I don't know if it really matters. It's just people are just stupid. I think she's a fantastic actress, and I think it's really it would be interesting to see her play a superhero role. And she's been she said she came out as gay when she was twelve years old, and she's now does she doesn't consider herself like just chained to like one gender. And people right are like, on. no, you have to be chained to lesbian. In order to play the role, and it's well, just a chain to woman liking a liking a woman, but yeah, yeah. 
it's just it's stupid. That is stupid. I she, agree with you that she was fantastic in this, and yeah, I kind of wish she had one more. Of, definitely well, one of the yeah. I wish she had more lines and more opportunity. Sh- she's the best part of Triple X. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right, moving on. Next character, Winston Chow as Doctor Minwei Zhang. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> probably an, uh, uh, just a net zero, right? Yeah, very net zero. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, he did the he did the he did the role. He got certainly, the paycheck. Certainly not the, the sixth man of the year. No. no, definitely the like the ninth or tenth guy off the bench. Like gets yeah. minutes during the regular season, but like once the playoffs come around, nowhere to be found. He's just there to mentor the other actors. Yeah, yeah, the exactly. Other he's, he's he brings the experience to mm-hmm. the team. You know, like a Kendrick Perkins type. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Say, doc. It's <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Uh, next, next character, uh, Cliff Curtis as James Mac Macritus. <laughs> <laughs> what makes you laugh, Steve? <laughs> James Mac. Mac Macritus. Mac. Mac. Uh, I didn't remember that nickname. I mean... Again, he was okay. I think he was a pretty, pretty. Disagree. <laughs> think he was pretty good. I think he was Ooh. the sixth character of the movie. Six, yeah, definitely. Cause, cause Ruby Rose and well, uh, Jack's heard starting five, right? Mm-hmm. So can't be, can't be the sixth man of the year. The the, the actor, what's his name? Uh, Cliff Curtis. He's been in a ton of stuff. Yeah. He's kind of like a, one of those character actors. He's. I told you this early yesterday. He's like a. He's like a millennial's Ed Harris. Yes. <laughs> you, that's your term. You should take credit for that. I'll take that. Yeah. But he's from New Zealand, and I told you in the first act of this movie, <laughs> he's definitely doing like a stereotypical American accent where it's he's like really, he's We've trying. We've got to get Jonas back onto our ship. <laughs> we need him to help save the crew. Jonas, it's good to see you. Yeah. <laughs> He definitely was doing that, and then towards the end of the movie, he kind of gave up on putting up the uh, like stereotypical American accent facade. Yeah. And he was just like, I'm just going to do my New England accent. And by the end, he was just like, like after the shack? Yeah. <laughs> after the shack, guys. Jonas, here it comes. <laughs> here comes the shack. He just went back to his like New Zealand regular accent. There was a scene, though, with him. So after the second, second Megalodon comes and capsizes their boat, uh-huh. Where you see Mac swimming towards uh, a life raft. Right. And I yeah. thought, they're like, yeah, Mac, yeah. And they linger <laughs> on everyone being like, yeah, Mac, yeah. I thought Mac was going to take the lifeboat and just. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I had that thought too. I thought either he's about to get eaten in like a really dry, uh, like a dry tonally, I should say. Yeah. A really dry <gasps> de- moment of death. Mm-hmm. Um. Or he's just gonna <laughs> leave with a dinghy, yeah. like drive away, leave everyone else there. <laughs> <laughs> that was a weird it was, moment. It in was the a movie. weird edit. It was a very yeah. weird edit. It mm-hmm. it lingered for like three seconds too long on this one shot from just like behind everyone standing <laughs> on the bottom of the boat. Yeah, and it was like, whoa, hey, whoa, yeah. whoa, oh, whoa, oh, okay, Whew. all right, and all then right, it just back. everyone's on the dinghy at that point. All right, next character up, Shuya Sophia Kai as Mei Ying, who I'm I'm imagining that's the granddaughter. I can't remember for yeah. sure what her name Wait. was. Mei Ying, I'd say starting five character, definitely made made uh, gave the gave the movie something it didn't have without okay. her. 
I, I've definitely. I want to reverse now my sixth character of the movie award to her. Okay. Okay. D- what do you guys think? Is sh- is she your nominee as well? I think probably yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd say Rain Wilson starting five, Jason Statham, Lee Bing Bing, Ruby Rose, and probably Cliff Curtis. Cliff Curtis. All right, start the starting five. I, m- I might even May Ying is then definitely because she definitely came off the bench. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean because she but was on the but boat. every minute she was in mm-hmm. was a good minute of the movie. Even the playing card scene with uh, Lori, who I still stand by as a B-rate Abby Cornish. That's uh, so mean. You're only <laughs> saying that because they look alike a little bit. Yeah, and they definitely couldn't get Abby Cornish because that's not an Abby Cornish role. I just Disagree. gave Johnny a face. Disagree. She still, she still like was like. I can act just like you. Here I am. I'm a kid. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, okay. Wait, you saying? Are you saying they were going toe to toe in that scene? <laughs> <laughs> this kid went toe to toe with every single actor in every scene because every single actor wasn't putting their A game up. <laughs> I think you're right. <laughs> I think you're right. I think she acted way harder than anyone else in the movie. She she was the best actor because she tried the hardest. <laughs> that's that's so true. Yes, <laughs> I like that. That's a good that's a good conclusion. Mm-hmm. Mei Ying, Shuya Sophia Kai, just really went out there and was throwing heat. She was. <laughs> She was she was just a role to gunning for the MVP slot as yeah. the sixth man. Yeah, it just came in there firing. Just she's just like checks. God. She's like guys, we got to earn this money. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter that we're looking at green screens. <laughs> that's true, and that's impressive too for a person her age. I imagine mm-hmm. she doesn't even have a Wikipedia page. The like, right. Shuya, uh, the actress, f- freaking eight year old. How are supposed old. to look them up? Ex- okay, <laughs> not no <laughs> man like IMDb. <laughs> oh, or you know LinkedIn. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. Um, next character, Paige Kennedy as DJ. Oh, DJ. I I gotta be honest. I don't remember DJ. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Yeah, you do. N- Nike jackets. He's the he's the, he's the black dude. Oh, that's yeah. DJ. They gave yeah. him two. I they two of the same Nike. J- no, well, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they called him DJ. <laughs> but, they, but I don't know. I this stuck out to me. He was wearing like this Nike windbreaker, and in one scene, and then like falls in the water, it gets it wet, and then in basically the next scene he's wearing the same jacket with different color blocking. <laughs> and I just found it hilarious. And the first one was blue and the second one was orange. And it was really fucking funny. Are you saying it's a continuity <laughs> error? It was, no, I don't think it was a continuity <laughs> error. I'm just thinking this guy had two of the same jacket in different colors and that was the only thing he wore. Like so are you shouting out the character or the or the I'm shouting costume out, department. I'm sh- I'm definitely shouting out the costume department big time. I'm shouting out the director. I'm shouting out Paige Kennedy for rocking that. <laughs> I wouldn't have done that. I'd be like, what are you, what are you talking about? Give me something good. else. I like Give that. Me a t-shirt. Thank you for observing that, Steve. One that's a, that that's a real uh, observation there. Yeah. It's a real good one. So, Paige. Uh, next, Robert Taylor as Dr. Heller. Mm. Heller. That's a good, that's a good name. 
Dr. Heller. Yeah, that was pro- that's probably the best thing about his character <laughs> is his name. I think the best part was that he didn't play like 50s white man who only cares about himself. Right. Like that's he true. turned out to be a good guy. He did care about the two people they left behind. Mm-hmm. He did care about the He sacrificed know, himself. Yeah, he sacrificed himself. He did care about like the medical treatment of his, you know, fellow co-workers that's and true. crew members. I have to say like that was kind of one of the surprises of the movie where I'm like just the look and feel of this actor. He's probably going to be a piece of shit. <laughs> Wasn't a piece of shit. He was an ass, but he wasn't a piece of shit. He was he was an ass who cared too hard. Yeah, he cared he too cared much. He cared too much. Um next ca- next t- tertiary character, Olafur Dari Olafsson as the wall as we previously mentioned. He really forgot his friend died very quickly. Yep. Yeah. He was dancing on the <laughs> rear of a ship no less than 10 hours after his friend died. And then of course like the DJ character, and this is part of what I was getting back to, uh, what I was saying earlier about them calling themselves out on their bullshit and then just indulging the bullshit, mm. was I leaned over to you and said, their friend died yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> when when the wall character was like, Jason Statham, take a p- photo of me with the shark. Oh. Yeah. yeah. And then later a character goes, Tosh- Toshi, right? Yeah, Toshi. Toshi died yesterday. And I'm like, thank you. <laughs> and then they're all like, but we got that shark. <laughs> and I was like, their friend died yesterday. But you can't like call that out and then like be like, but we still caught that shark. We still caught that shark. It was just. <laughs> yeah, but we still killed a shark. So yeah, fuck it. Let's and then, party. And then, and then later, <laughs> later on, the Lee. Bing, the Lee, Chinese Lee, Bing, Bing. Sui Yin's yeah. character. Er, Sui, Sui Yin. Yeah. Her father dies. Uh-huh. And, man, a guff punch of a, I was never as good as you wanted, no, you were fine moment. <laughs> no, <laughs> you were okay. Which was out of place. It was weird. Yeah. He dies. And I know we're skipping ahead to the end of the movie, but at the end of the movie, when the granddaughter is like, like, we should go on vacation to Jason Statham. And Jason Statham's like, yeah, ask your mom. And she's like, mom, let's go on vacation. The mom's like, I could use one. I leaned over to Steve and I said, what about the funeral? Her dad died yesterday. <laughs> it was These characters forgot about deaths quicker than like. I don't, I don't, don't finish that. <laughs> <laughs> quicker than I'm gonna forget about this movie. <laughs> <laughs> For real. Um, and that's the thing me. is with this movie, you either gotta kill everybody but two characters or nobody at all. Yeah, they they really. I don't think that they killed enough people. I agree. You know, they killed they killed some. They killed the doctor. Yeah. They killed Toshi. Yep. They killed uh, the, dad. the dad. Yeah, Zhang. Zhang. And like. I don't know, a couple dozen they, they Chinese wall, beachgoers. Yeah, they killed the wall. Yeah. yeah oh yeah, they did the kill wall. the wall. That's right. Are we gonna listen to the wall after this? <laughs> we could. Yeah. This guy really does look like Dewall from True Detective. Yeah. <laughs> it's a little uh, weird. Yeah. I I saw that at first. It freaked me out. Yeah. So do you want me to run through kind of the production history of it? Yeah. Sure. 
Okay. So, like you said, it was developed, uh, it, it, it was originally inspired by a novel. The rights to the novel were acquired by uh, Hollywood Pictures in 1996. Um, they decided the script wasn't good enough, and they hired a guy named Jeffrey Bohm to write a new draft. Bohm's script was later rejected <laughs> because it was decided wasn't good enough. By 1999, the project stalled. Um, in 2005, reports surfaced that the project was being developed by New Line with an estimated budget of $75 million. <laughs> That seems like a lot, and yet that's not... <laughs> that's <laughs> nothing. <laughs> Names attached to the production included Jan DeBont as director, Guillermo del Toro as producer, and Shane Salerno as screenwriter. However, New Line later canceled the project due to budgetary concerns. <laughs> they could, New Line could have nailed it. <laughs> budgetary concerns. They were like... Seventy-five million is too much. <laughs> in 2015, it was announced that the film was now moving forward at Warner Brothers with his new script written by Dean Gregaris. Gregaris. By June of that year, Eli Roth was reported to be in talks to direct. That would have been cool. Would have been campier, that's for sure. Yeah, but due to creative differences, Roth was replaced by John Turtletaub in early 2016. Jason Statham and much of the cast joined in August and September 2016. Principal photography on the film began October 13th, 2016 in, in New Zealand. Filming en- ended January 4th, 2017 in Sanya City of Hainan, China. That's Man. where the climax of the movie is on the beach there. That's right. Can we talk about that? We haven't really talked about that. When the Megalodon goes towards the beach. What is, the, the what is basically beach. like Coney Island. Coney Island <laughs> yes. on 4th of July <laughs> yep. of China. Yeah. First of all, I think during the whole movie, the most time I got heart palpitations was when they did a drone shot of how many people oh, were in the water God, at the beach. Yes. Oh, yeah. it stressed me out. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, the inner tubes too. Everybody had an there, inner there tube. There wasn't you could not reach around full arm length and not touch somebody. Unbelievable. If I like walked to the beach and I saw that in front of me, I would just be like, Nope. Never mind. I'd not move. Happen. I'd move promptly. Yeah. <laughs> that that was the most stressful part of the movie. <laughs> <It was> terrible. <laughs> they kept doing it. They were yeah. obsessed with the drone shots. Yeah. <laughs> well, like they kept wanting to show the the Meg like superimposed, like underneath, like all these crazy packed in like sardines crowds of. Which how deep was that water? Beach? Right. That this hundred meter foot megalodon was swimming underneath people and nobody yeah. noticed. <laughs> like with the lifeguards aren't like waving people in. <laughs> yeah, like, come on, that's a little deep, Worst guys. Worst lifeguards it's, ever. It's way too deep for me to rescue you. I gotta fight <laughs> through all those people. Yeah. I mean, if you Bad start drowning idea. out at the end of that crowd of people, like you're not gonna live There's anyway. No There's way. no way you can get through all those people in enough time to Although, save someone from drowning. Those lifeguards were just like, oh, they're really far out. <laughs> what can I do? <laughs> wow, they're really out there. There's only one of me. There's oh 6,000 of them. <laughs> yeah. So how do we feel about the um, finale of the movie? Oh, God, it was bad. It was awful. I, la- I laughed out of... The, the basically, it turned into pod racing <laughs> between right. Leaping Bing and Jason Statham. Yeah. And it literally was them like being like, 
fire everything at the shark <laughs> with their gliders, which were... <laughs> This was no like normal sea vessel. This was this was a starship from Star Wars. Yeah, the, but the Phantom Menace, not like any of the new <laughs> right. ones. Right. Yeah, that, yeah, they were like painted yellow. Yeah, <laughs> like a cockpit. Yeah, just, it looks like the Jetsons more than <laughs> yeah. more than like uh, yeah. You're not wrong. <laughs> yeah, I was I was thinking Star Wars too in my like uh, my subconscious. I was like, that's exactly right. Yeah, yeah. but I love how they're it it this movie. When they're trying to catch the first Megalodon, it was stupid, but it made sense. Where they're like, let's track it. Let's, you know, poison it. Let's get it in a shark cage. I was like, okay, these are shark things. (laughs) When it was like, let's fire rockets at it from our (laughs) gliders. I was like, what? (laughs) At a certain point when he like had the, the blade shoot out from like the bottom of. Oh, or yeah. like the top of the the ship, and then he like deked out the the megalodon and like went under it and cut it all up, yeah. and then like popped Filleted out. It. Yeah, and then like popped out and like stabbed in the eye and shit. Like it almost turned into like that Rick and Morty episode where <laughs> yes. Rick is a pickle, <laughs> <laughs> and it's just eviscerating rat after rat after rat. Like that's what it turned into. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll be honest, I was dozing off a little bit towards the end of the movie because I was very tired. Uh, and <laughs> at that point, like, I, like I almost woke up to like Jason Statham like shooting up into the air and like <laughs> stabbing the thing in the eye. I'm Pickle Statham. It's <laughs> like I'm Pickle Rick. He's <laughs> like, oh yeah. yeah! <laughs> that scene really is amazing. I I would oh. cut it in on the podcast, but it's better to just go look it up. It's pretty great. Pickle Rick. The fact that that's what the movie devolved to is hilarious. Yeah. And can we talk about how to where it's like they nearly finished off the Megalodon, but then the sharks. Yeah. 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 And then the, yeah. the smaller there's sharks there's come. Blood. Well, and there's blood in the water. See, yeah. that's that's another thing because there are there are literally 7,000 people floating in inner tubes in this small bay and then there are 300 sharks yeah <laughs> and no longer are the sharks interested in humans no yeah but that but it only it, other shark but i was trying to think of movie references where like characters are at their lowest point but then like a like a storm or a wave or an army of things or people come to save them it felt like something where it was like lord of the rings almost <laughs> Where it's like Jason Statham's like in his Jetson ship and he's just like, I don't know if we're going to be able to finish off the Megalodon. And then they need to play like the like this exciting Lord of the Rings music as like all the sharks, small sharks came to like finish <laughs> off the Megalodon. <laughs> and then I got pissed because they, they're like, oh wait, all these small, sh- small sharks are coming. We need to have a moment of tension. And then a hammerhead shark tries to eat Jason. Right. And I'm like, hammerhead sharks don't eat humans. <laughs> it's bull sharks. You know your shark knowledge. I know my sharks a bit. Hammerheads don't go after humans. But they had, a, of course, a hammerhead because they're like, I don't know, throw one of those CGI sharks at him. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get him. Very silly. Um, any more thoughts on... On on the Meg, you guys. Thoughts on our like watching experience? Did you en- we we went to a pretty late showing on a Wednesday night in Williamsburg. I don't think they 
Oh. Your uh, your mic cut off there for a second. Oh, apologies there. How you're am good. I now? Say that you're, you're better now. Say it one more time. I just think I just think Brooklyn is like the wild west of movie theater experiences. I think you're right. There's yeah. a lot of really good options. There's Nighthawk. Nighthawk is like a certain experience. But also the crowds. And rely crowds. but I think like places like Nighthawk are reliable and like uh, usually Alamo mm-hmm. is reliable, but if you go <laughs> to like Alamo. Williamsburg Cinema, that's a saloon. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> Court Street I've can seen, get rough. Yeah. Court Street can get rough. Uh, Bam can get rough. Bam yeah. can get. If you're in one of the smaller theaters at Bam, I've seen people crack open six packs <laughs> <laughs> within Bam. Fuck this. Yeah, <laughs> that's great. I'm not. Yeah. Bam does not check any backpacks or anything. That's so Brooklyn, it, Brooklyn Academy of Music. Yeah, we're gonna call them out. Yeah. <laughs> so we, you could. We you love could, it. I love the experience. You could walk in there with like a deli sandwich, a six pack of beer, and a bag, and a of, bag of salt of chips. vinegar yeah. chips. <laughs> and no one will say a thing. Yeah. <laughs> um. I have to say, I have to ask one generic question of you two because yeah. I was curious. Would you have preferred this movie to have been either? more suspenseful and like non-revealing of the megalodon or campier and gorier and shark attacky year which is not a word i know because this was pg-13 the latter yeah i would rather have been r and have been like the toxic avenger but a shark movie <laughs> right if it yeah i'd have to agree and i would also add instead of setting it in this sort of daytime like really bright atmosphere like at the end if you did that shit when it was dark and like hard to see and like mm. real or like the sun going down and like into darkness down. oh my mm-hmm. god yeah could have been could have been good i agree but yeah S- uh, same i mean i f- i felt like this was it it felt like like okay i'm going to see jason statham versus a shark which we got but i definitely did not leave satisfied by um, a megalodon's length. Yeah. I was very, like, disappointed in it not committing to one direction or the other. And because it tried to play that middle ground, I was just kind of like, you d- you didn't do anything interesting. Like, the when you're going in to film a movie about a megalodon shark, with your star being Jason Statham, I feel like you understand this will never win an Oscar. No, yeah, you have to you have to know what this is going into it. But you could still make it tons of fun. You could still reach for that like eight out of ten, you right. know, shark movie, like, you know, fun summer review. Movie. Yeah, yeah. What what was the last shark movie you saw besides Jaws? Jaws four. Ooh. I didn't did see that see, Blake Lively. No, yeah. was yeah, that the good? Shallows. I, li- I liked it. Yeah, I heard it was decent. But that's more suspenseful, right? It got it got gory. There oh. were there were some pretty gruesome kill scenes, mm-hmm. which um, some of them caught one or two of them caught me off guard. Good. Yeah. Good man. I would recommend. Yeah, I have to you watch that. Would recommend that. a kill scene. I'd recommend a kill scene or two. Have you guys ever seen that movie Open Water? Yes. No. That movie's scary. That's yeah. a, that's a good shark movie, but I don't know if it's necessarily a shark movie though. I wouldn't call that. I don't know if I would call that a shark movie. Isn't there? Is there a scene in that movie 
where she's like, don't drink the seawater. And the guy's like, oh, crap, I've been drinking the seawater for 15 minutes. <laughs> I, th- I think so. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember that movie, but I somehow remember that scene. <laughs> I feel like I remember that scene and I didn't see the movie. <laughs> I think this is the most, one of the mo- like more fun and exciting, like outdoorsy sort of summer blockbusters to yeah. coming along in a while. Like I knew what it was going in and I, I enjoyed it. And you know, I would see it again. I don't know if I would see it I again. Would see, I would see it again for fu- for pure mockery. <laughs> Is this a movie where you come home on a Friday night, you're a little boozed up, you're grabbing a greasy or, you know, fun snack and you sit down and watch because it's on FX. It's on, yeah, it's on Netflix. It's on it would have to be, what was it? It was like a two-hour movie. Yeah. It would have to be minimum 45 minutes in <laughs> for me to sit down and watch through mm-hmm. to the end. They have to be out on the boat chasing the first Megalodon? Yeah. 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 Fair. Fair enough. So what's your rating out of 10? I give it a four and a half. And yet you recommend it? I don't know if I recommend it. I enjoyed it. I had fun. Okay. I know it was bad. But I don't know. Doing doing all this bad movie watching that you and I have been doing lately, Kevin. It's just uh Are you giving mediocrity more credit than it deserves? <laughs> Maybe. Mm. Maybe I am. Who's to say? <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, Steve, what's your rating? I I give it I give it three shark bites out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> and Kev, actually no, Steve, explain your reasoning. What what did you feel? Give it give us your blurb. I just I think I think you're right. I think it hovered too much around a middle ground that nobody wanted. Mm. They could have they could have slapped an R rating on it and made it really crazy, or they could have just like tapered it back and made it a little bit more like dark and suspenseful, and you don't quite know. Good moments. I like the scene where the shark bites the almost, you know, bites the tank by the by the little one, mm-hmm. by the, the granddaughter. But yeah, I mean, very very below average movie overall. Kevin, what's your rating? I give it a three point five out of ten. First half of the movie, I actually kind of enjoyed. Like I said, and I'd give it like a five, but the second half of the movie was complete garbage, and that brings it down to like. A two. And so you got to be somewhere in the middle there at the end. So 3.5. Fair enough. Word. Well, I believe that's it for our coverage of the Meg. Uh, Stay tuned for uh, our final little segment we're going to do on a movie that we are now hotly anticipating. And uh, yeah, we'll be right back.
when my girl has love in her heart and snow in her eyes and peppermint in her blood. Happy birthday, kiddo. Mrs. Norris? I'm very sorry for your loss. We have three suspects in custody, but they're all linked to the Garcia cartel. No witnesses have been willing to step up. These cartels are no joke. They've got everyone in their pockets. You've been through a terrible tragedy. Maybe you didn't see what you think you saw. That's him. Maybe you've made a mistake. Number three, number five, number four. They did it. Is it possible that your recollection isn't what you thought it was? The evidence is insufficient to hold the defendants over for trial. You think that you're going to have justice? Make them all pay. Five years ago, Riley North just disappeared. Completely off the grid. So she spends the last five years doing what? Training. Well, that's new. You honestly think Riley North did this? Today's the five-year anniversary of her family's murder. She's back. Corrupt judges, dirty cops. What do I want? I want justice. It's not a coincidence that makes this area low crime. It is low crime because of her. At least somebody's doing something. Find her. I don't care if you have to burn the city down. Watching someone take everything from you, it turns you into somebody else. Social media is lit up with support for her. She's a multiple homicide suspect. Not to them, she's not. Outmanned and now gone. How you really think this is gonna go? I will kill every one of you. And then I'll pretty much wing it from there. So, Peppermint is a, quote, vigilante action thriller film directed by Pierre Morel and starring Jennifer Garner. And to everyone out there listening to this podcast, what we're about to tell you won't be the same if you don't just go out and listen to that trailer, like, or, or watch the whole trailer. I'll pro- I'll, I'll, I, I will have put a clip in. So you can get a taste, but th- this trailer really tells a whole story itself. <laughs> Riley North's Jennifer Garner husband and daughter are killed in a drive-by shooting by members of a cartel, and the killers walk free owing to corrupt officials on the cartel's payroll. This city, corrupt city. Such a corrupt, dirty corrupt, cops. corrupt, <laughs> dirty judges. Yeah. Um, oh. Dirty public officials. And to top it off, she comes back five years later and starts killing everyone in the cartel. Mm-hmm. As one does. Right. And those five years are important because she spends that time doing training. What? Training. <laughs> Guns loading. <laughs> Hammers Pun- being caught. Punching, uh, punching bag. Yeah. 
That was good, Kevin. <laughs> can, can I just say that the the just like situation we walked into this trailer? So at least for me, <laughs> Steve and I had gotten a delicious Indian food meal <laughs> before we started. Uh-huh. So I am full. I also had three beers with dinner. <laughs> so I am full and I am like slightly buzzed. And I sit in our seat because we were running a bit late. And it's the first trailer. Yep. And because like trailers on the internet are all the time, I was surprised to see a trailer I hadn't seen before, mm-hmm. or at least was aware of. And just the surprise of it and how just like crappy it was. Are you serious? It just made me giggle like a like a twelve year old i mean again it, it's also you have to consider it's like two and a half minutes long oh yeah so it's a movie you got plenty of time to really soak everything in and and just the punches never stop landing right in your face with mm-hmm. this with this trailer it's like oh cute family like you know mother overprotective of her daughter i thought this movie was going to be like a jennifer classic jennifer garner movie where she she has like a kid who's bullied and she's like, you are special no matter what. Those bullies don't understand the love in your heart. So, so in this I movie, thought this was the bullies got replaced by tattoo faced cartel members. And, <laughs> and instead, of, murder instead of harsh Uzis. words, they had Uzis. <laughs> so, but, but still the basic Jennifer Garner <laughs> yeah. movie. Layout yeah, yeah. And at this Jennifer point. Garner teaches her daughter. Yeah. So then Jennifer Garner is Bye. on her own. Um, Ugh. and they're going to court, but it seems like, oh, there's some corrupt city officials and or police officers and lawyers, um, on the cartel's payroll. This was, it was, which is, which was such bullshit. And I got visibly upset because literally the judge is like to the cartel members, first of all, all three of them wouldn't be in the courtroom at the same time. Okay, and so, True. but the judge just being like, "You're free to go to the cartel members," while Jennifer Jeez. Gardner was still on the witness stand. Yeah, I'm like that's, that's not, not that's how not court how works. works. <laughs> <laughs> Those three are the men who killed my husband and daughter. Well, there's insufficient evidence. You're free to go. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they just take off their jumpsuits right there and yeah. walk out. <laughs> They're handed Uzis. As they walk outside the courthouse, use your wallet and your Uzi. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I just really like that. When it said, when the Chiron flashed from the producers of Taken, <laughs> were you surprised? Uh, no, not at all. <laughs> Kevin, uh, and you said this earlier. I say that a lot in this podcast, but you said this earlier that this is. This is, uh, I'm using different words, but it's basically middle America white folks porn. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this movie. <laughs> it's like yeah. your prototypical, like, attractive uh, American actress, like uh-huh. Jennifer Garner. like Who somewhat... every mom who's 46 sees themselves as. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and a nice family mm-hmm. with a nice looking husband mm-hmm. and a daughter. And they get murdered <laughs> by, by Hispanics. <laughs> Illegal Hispanics. 
in cartels. <laughs> they're coming over. They're coming to our county fairs. They're and they're murdering our children <laughs> at our county fairs. And they're getting away with it. And these deep state liberal judges. <laughs> they want to let them get off the hook. Are letting these illegal cartels <laughs> shoot up families at the county at carnivals. Fair. <laughs> we're going to hell, man. No, we're not. <laughs> it is. It is. I think Steve, you said this when we were re rewatching the trailer yesterday. Uh. That the the movie looks like it should have come out in two thousand eight. I read. Mean, yeah, that's sort of the what I thought was the hype of America's sort of disdain for Latin American, you know, people. And, uh, well, <clears throat> lo and behold, in the current yeah, state, you were in, wrong. <laughs> oh, we've reached a new height. I think if this movie started production in 2017, it's, it's, it's in trouble. Like it, it deserves to not get a good box office. I mean, who okayed this? Cause and why did Jennifer Gardner agree to it? Yeah. You're just, you're basically being, not only are you being stereotypical, cliched action movie bullshit, you're, you're perpetuating <laughs> some racist shit. Yeah. <laughs> yes. It was ridiculous. And, and, it, and it plays not only on the Latino, Hispanic, illegal gangs, like MS-13 bullshit hysteria. It's also playing on the deep state, everyone is corrupt. Everyone's, everyone's trying out to, to get you. Yeah, everyone's yeah. out to get you and make sure you're not prosperous and make sure you don't see justice done and everyone's trying to hurt middle white America. And it's just, it was just, it, no, that's not what real life is. There's no such thing as like, but such Jennifer Garner comes judges. back in five years and kills everybody. Yeah, right. She, well, and she yeah, exacts revenge through use of. Guns and weaponry. Yeah, that's pretty. It's great. a good. It's a good message. It's a good this movie. message. The only justice you can get is buying a gun yourself, and you gotta shoot the bastards. <laughs> Bullet to the head. If <laughs> the only one, the only redeeming things is it looks like John Gallagher Jr because he didn't have a paying gig in a while, had time to grow a mustache <laughs> for the role. Oh, thank God for that redeeming yeah. factor. John Gallagher Jr. in the trailer is the police cop who's like, Jeez. I think Jennifer Garner did it. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, so she goes away for five years doing what? <laughs> Training. <Huh>? Training. <laughs> Don't see that every day. Three Whoa. people hanging from a Ferris wheel. Yeah. Is it the same Ferris wheel where that uh, daughter and... Husband was shot with Uzis? <laughs> it is. Yeah, yeah, it was with the Uzis. Huh. How about that? Huh, that's Must be gang day. related. Uh. <laughs> it's always gang related. It's just Okay, and, and then also I do want to mention uh there's the character um well the actor John Ortiz mm -hmm. who plays um in the movie a character named Moises who is <laughs> the guy saying to Jennifer Garner you know, these cartels, they've got everybody in their pocket. They got everybody on their payroll. It's crazy. Like, he has done that, I think, <laughs> in like three other movies I've seen. But the one that comes to mind most notably is this really good movie called The Drop. Hmm. 
where he plays the same character. Uh, and I don't know if he's a police officer in this movie, but he was in that movie. Um, and he's investigating crimes at a bar where um, Tom Hardy and his soft-spoken character work. And uh, he basically does the same sort of thing, like tells what the main character, tells the main character like what they should know about the <laughs> world that they're living in. And it's like you don't understand. By yeah. the way, it's dangerous out there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Watch out. It's easier for you to take the money and buy the flat screen. It's easier for you to take the tax cut and buy yourself a flat screen. <laughs> <laughs> do it. Um, buy the 4K TV. So do we have any more thoughts on... Uh, do, do, we think any, do we think we'll see this movie? No. I'm not paying to see it. I'm not giving it my money. Fair or my right. movie passes money. <laughs> what little money movie pass has left. What if there's like a crazy plot twist and it like it turns out that Jennifer Garner's character is just like schizophrenic? Crazy. <laughs> that's what I'm that's what I'm worried about, honestly. <laughs> like I'm I'm not You've joking. already been there. You've already gone like, down I'm that. I'm worried I'm gonna see like Jennifer Garner. Finally some female a female John Wick. And it's yeah. like Yeah. Nah, Atomic Blonde was female John Wick, and yeah. Atomic Blonde was f- fucking dope. Yeah, but just I just I I don't want to give it, this movie any money. I just I just can't believe we still have like a movie this cliched and this bad and this, you know. Who will see this movie? Who, Hispanic who fear will see this movie? I don't. A lot of people, dude. I mean, had it been Vin Diesel, maybe I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, but like, but if you think <laughs> about it, like, literally a joke. <laughs> even entirely, if it doesn't, it's still gonna be seen by like a I million people, it. and it, it still won't make. Even if it doesn't make its money back, it's still gonna be seen by hundreds of thousands of people, and that just makes me go, ugh. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. If we don't have any more notes, um, then I would just personally like to thank. Uh, listeners of the kicking streaming podcast mm-hmm. uh, this has been another special episode uh, we were glad to do this one and glad steve could uh, give us the idea and join us to record it thanks both for having me big the time experience was wonderful both the watching of the movie and the recording of the podcast so uh we hope you out there one was more it. enjoyable than the other can you guess the podcast was much <laughs> more enjoyable <laughs> than the movie <laughs> but that's not to say the movie was not fun um for Kevin, uh, I will. I'll do the requisite stuff at the end. Uh, this is the Kicking and Streaming podcast. Find us on Twitter at Your Fave Podcast. Email us at uh, Kicking and Streaming Pod at gmail.com. That's all spelled out. Kicking and Streaming Pod. Uh, email us your recommendations. We still got a couple movies left mm-hmm. in the summer series. Um, We'll be discussing those two on the next episode. That's right. We we have a a discussion episode next, and we'll be picking one. Um, So for Kevin Hill and for Steve Koenig, I am Johnny Lake. Once again, it has been a pleasure. Good night and good luck.